0: here on the G.I. Jake Show, hour number two, kicking off here in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. It is time for the Sit Rep, presented by Inward Half Golf. Up first, Tennessee gets a big win in basketball this weekend, taking down Texas A&M a 35-point win. Good news. Baseballs get the sweep against the Albany Great Danes. NASCAR has one of the most impressive finishes that anyone will probably ever see. Like I said earlier, if you watch NASCAR this weekend and you still don't like it, then I'm not sure what your problem was. Now, granted, I know that it's hard to sit down and watch a race from start to finish. I know that. Stage racing has made it better because you're fighting for stage points, you're fighting for playoff points if you win these stages. Now, the end of that race, though, we had a caution come out left us with about six to go. Mm-hmm. They were three and four wide at Atlanta.
1: You don't see that,
0: dude. Four years ago, before they changed the surface, Atlanta was almost unwatchable. I'll never forget when Kevin Harvick was down there, and there were only nine cars left on the lead lap by the time he got done. Mm-hmm. That's not a fun race. That's a boring race. There's no action there. It's just one guy passing everybody. Yeah, it was a dominating performance, but it's not yeah,
2: really he exciting.
0: Was, he was always really good down there. It was the equivalent of watching a 75-0 to football game. And then this one, this past weekend, three wide coming out of turn four, nose-to-nose, banging each other until they get to the start-finish line.
1: Yeah, it was impressive. I mean, uh, God, I mean, that that move, was it Bush in the middle there? Bush was in the middle, Ryan Blaney on the inside, Daniel Suarez, who got the one on the outside. I just thought it was impressive, like, that they ran, you said it was kind of bumping, and yeah, they bumped, but for the most part, it was relatively clean, like. Yeah, they raced
0: each other clean because there's a mutual respect there.
1: But they knew if they bumped, all their momentum would be gone, right? Like, yeah. I mean, they were trying yeah, not to. to get that. I And I think because, you know, uh, it was Blaney, Bush, they didn't have really anybody pushing them. And so Suarez had a little bit of a push behind him. Yeah, a think little bit of one for what Bubba. What might have got him that – I don't even know how close you would call that. I mean, you said your beard hair or something this morning when you walked in. Marcus, pull out one of your beard hairs. Pull
0: out one of your whiskers. I, I refuse.
1: Mean, I mean, Jack came in here talking about the tongue and cars, the movie. Okay, so Jack's got a little bit of fuzz there on I his got chin. A of fuzz, yeah. Okay, so
0: the margin of victory was less than one of Jack's chin hairs.
1: Yeah. No, it was exciting. Like, I, you know, I just had seen your video that you posted last night. I was driving back home from a family function and then. You know, you weren't lying. It was it was about as good as it gets. And, you know, that's the only time I really watch it. I'll watch the beginning because I'm usually doing something. You know, you right. don't know how long these races are going to go for. I was trying to do family dinner. I had it on the background, you know, and then you catch the end of it. And, yeah, it was, if they're going to be like that, I'll, I'll definitely tune in more. That's for sure.
0: Well, and the thing is, like, they run that package, you know, the plate racing at Atlanta because they felt like it was going to make for better racing, and it did. Like, I don't think that you could have got any better than that. That was probably – not only the greatest finish, probably one of the better races I've seen in my lifetime. Well,
1: and you thought the race was going to suck because there was a big wreck at the beginning, knocked a lot of the key guys out. Yeah, because
0: I'm sitting there, I'm aggravated after lap two. I mean, yeah. literally, they crossed the start finish line after lap one. And that's and stupid, a, right?
1: That's what annoys uh, people that are fans of, yeah. right? Because why are you being stupid that early in the race?
0: Yeah, like there's no reason to throw a block that early. I mean,
1: it's one thing your tire goes out or engine, whatever, you know. But yeah, you can't help that. Y- yeah, but that was, yeah, I mean. Cause you try and settle in, you wait all day for the race. They talk about, it, talk about, it, talk about it, the race. Get started and boom, mm-hmm. you're like, golly, like maybe your guy gets out already. Yeah, you know. and you spend all we're...
0: that money to go to the race, and yeah, it's over. and it was a
1: good crowd down there. It looked like it I was. Mean, I mean, people know uh, Atlanta's is a good location. I mean, yeah, it's,
0: and it's not even in Atlanta; it's in uh, Hampton. Yeah, where Hampton. It's at. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: so just like a lot of the places in these yeah. races are not even in the city that they say right, they're in. Right. Yeah.
0: Jack, you watched the end of the race yesterday. Yeah. If that happened. And, of course, it's not going to – shut up, Siri. <laughs> she but caught it, too. She caught it, too. But um, if that were to happen at every track, week in and week out, you were going to get plate racing at every track, and it's going to be that tight throughout the entirety of the race, would it convince you to maybe watch a little bit more NASCAR?
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that that's the beauty of the Cars movie is how close how close <laughs> those races are. And that that's what makes it fun. And, yes, I mean – Especially learning these dudes' names, like Alfredo. I mean, he's already a fan favorite at this point. Yeah, he is. Um, And Jimmy Johnson, obviously the GOAT. I don't know if that's true, actually. Who's the GOAT in NASCAR?
0: Dale Earnhardt or Jeff
1: Gordon. I mean, if we're going by the Jordan, uh, you know, he's got the most championships, right? Doesn't Jimmy Johnson tied? Doesn't he have, like, seven?
0: Jimmy Johnson has seven. Dale has seven. Richard Petty has seven. Jeff Gordon has the most wins in the modern era with 93
2: I like how you said Jordan like that.
1: Well, that's what – it is. It's though, more right? than
2: just about championships with Jordan. Now, the
0: reason that Dale Earnhardt is still in the conversation is because Dale Earnhardt – I mean, his career was cut short. No. He might have been at the tail end of his career, but, I mean, you can't win after you die. And he died at Daytona <sighs> in 2001 on the last lap. But Richard Petty, I'd discount some of those wins because they a lot of those wins were – I mean – there might have been 10 cars um, but on the track. You can
1: only dominate there you're in. You can't hold it against him.
0: Well, I mean, well, and the thing is too, man. I mean, they were running like 50 races a year. Yeah. Back then. And a lot of those races there might have been 10 cars on the track. That's where he got a lot of those wins. So I discount a lot of those. Yeah. Jimmy Johnson, I mean, he figured out the system because Jack in 2004, they instituted what NASCAR calls the Jeff Gordon rule. Jeff Gordon had four championships. And if it had kept going the way it would have Jeff Gordon might have had seven or eight. And if you break it down by the old point system, Jeff Gordon does have seven. Mm-hmm. Tony Stewart has like four. Like when they changed the system to the chase system, in which they brought everybody they, back upstairs. Yeah, up they
1: limit who can win it.
0: Yeah. You limit it to 12 drivers, and you basically have a battle. It's like everything resets, and you have 10 races to uh, duel it out. And now they instituted the playoff system where it's three races, three races, three races, one race in which if you win, you're automatically qualified for the next round. The rest is done on points. Mm-hmm. And that does that into the championship. And in the championship, whoever finishes at the top of that four, you win. So three drivers get el- – or, excuse me, four drivers get eliminated every week. Interesting. Or every three weeks, excuse me.
3: That kind of sucks they changed it for, like, the historical purposes of it. Well, the reason like for the playoff rule? was
0: so Jimmy Johnson wouldn't keep winning.
3: And uh, then he won again. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Like, he that's was, how he, he, got, he got, got, got number seven. Go.
0: I mean, he did. He won like five in a row. Well, and uh,
3: he, team, he was that just,
1: team he was on, though, was ridiculous. Oh, well, they With were
0: Jordan ch- and Earnhardt. Uh, Dale Jr. wasn't. Was he not? He, no, he was on the okay. team, but I mean, Dale Jr., he's probably the most overrated driver in NASCAR history. Oh, okay. That is the sit rep. <laughs> that is the sit rep brought to you by Inward Half Golf. Guys, custom golf apparel, they've got it. They make it happen. Some cool stuff going on over at Inward Half. Check them out online at inwardhalfgolf.com. Let's get Phil in here next. What do you say, Philly?
4: What do you say, Jack Snake? Philly! How you doing? Good. Well, we are going to start talking about Buck Pearl coming in town, wasn't you?
1: Guess uh. right now, Phil. You started it off. We were trying to finish enjoying the A&M game. That was pretty impressive.
4: It's funny y'all talking about beating Alabama. We ain't not beat Buck Pearl yet.
0: Well, that <laughs> well, was, a, that he, was he's, a Joshy boy thing. <laughs> he, he always
4: gets us down there.
0: Well, Alabama like the last...
4: always wins Tuscaloosa. So, so it, it, If we go two and two, I, I won't be complaining in those last four games. Who are the two? Well, primarily, you think we're going to lose two Kentucky in, Kentucky in a row? In
1: you think we're losing two in a row this week?
4: I think I think Tennessee. I don't beat Auburn, but I mean, you got Bruce Pearl on sideline. There's always a chance for a loss.
0: We better not lose to Auburn on my birthday.
1: We're not losing to Auburn this week. No way. Okay, there it is. They uh, play right They play the game of basketball we need to play. Up and down, you get connect and Ziegler running in transition. You're in trouble.
4: I'd say it's going to be a ugly game, just like the last two times we played them, or last three I mean, times I- we played them.
1: And get that Katie Johnson kid out of here. I can't stand him. My gosh. <laughs> he's, a just, he's just Just a, a
4: miserable dude. He
1: is. How long's he been there? God.
4: I uh, probably about five years, I guess. Well, he was at Georgia two years, wasn't
1: he? Yeah. I mean he's he, he's been here for like seven years.
4: He'll probably file What's out
1: true? doing something stupid anyway.
4: What about old Cam Newton and all right, uh <laughs> on people trying to beat him up? That's kinda of cool one. Huh?
0: And it didn't work. It didn't work. I mean, what was it, three, four on one against him, and he still won that the man's
1: fight? man's massive. Why would you go at Cam Newton? I mean,
0: he's 6'6", 250 pounds. That's never yeah, a good idea. Somebody's like,
1: he's used to throwing 300-pounders around. What is this one dude in dreads going to do? <laughs> he just slung him like a rag doll, man. Just slung him. I
0: I don't know why you would do Why would you provoke a professional athlete, period? Whether they're a former athlete or a current athlete, you don't provoke people like
4: that. Yeah. uh uh-huh. I don't know the way things are going. Nothing surprises me anymore.
0: Bill, what would, you do if, um, what would you do if Adam Hickman decided he was just going to come up to me and start taunting me and start throwing hands? Could you imagine what would happen to him?
4: I'd say you'd get upset and start doing something, you know?
0: Well, the only thing he's going to see is about 210 oh pounds of G.I. Jake ready to whip his ass. Oh. Huh.
4: I hope he he don't have I hope he don't have a bunch of wings in him when you do it, you know.
0: Oh Lord, that'd that'd be gross.
4: <laughs> but uh I'm glad we got cleared by the NCAA. That's the good news. Now the cheating's legal now.
0: Yeah, we can do what we want. Matter of fact, I hope we flaunt it. I hope we go offer a kid fifteen million dollars and we just put it out there in the open. Hey, See this guy? Yeah, we paid $15 million for him to come to the University of Tennessee.
4: Do you think the NCAA is not going to touch us anymore, or are they still going to try to, you know, it's useless to try. Do you think they still will?
0: I hope they learn their lesson, because if they try to do it again, it will be the death knell. Like, if for some yeah. reason they make it through this and they try it again, it will be the death knell. Go try a different school.
1: Maybe, yeah, Maybe do that.
0: Go
4: after Dartmouth. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Dalton Connect will be the SEC player of the year or do you think they'll give it to Alabama a uh, point guard? I,
0: I don't know the I, bias that they have. That's the thing is every one of these voters has a bias, and I don't know what they're going to think. Now, do I think Dalton Connect should get it? Absolutely. But they're going to look at Sears. They're going to look at Reeves. They're going to look at Reeves. Really, they should be giving a look at Illingham.
3: I don't know. I don't mean, it might just come down to that game on Saturday. Yeah, Sears and, and Connect, yeah.
4: Yeah, well, Kentucky, uh, that was, uh, I really wasn't, wasn't surprised to have happened. as much talent as got, well, they got. They finally played some potential and shit in that game. Well, yeah. Of
1: course, you don't bank on what Justin Edwards did. Goodness gracious. That was 10 nice. of 10, 4 for 4 from 3,
0: uh,
4: 28 points. I mean, they weren't
0: well, banking on he's that. He's playing like he was supposed to play this, this whole year. Yeah.
4: That's what he was projected to be a lottery pick anyway. Well, he played like one.
1: Yeah. He still is right now. Mock drafts have him, some some have him going before connect.
4: How many of those guys in Kentucky are, are projected to go in the NBA? I
0: think
1: four uh, Sh- right now. Shepard, Dillingham, Wagner, and Edwards.
4: <laughs> well, that's three, that three guy. You think they'll be projected to go the first round also?
0: Hell, they moved him to up to a at- top five pick after that first game that he played, and then he's plummeted.
4: I don't know how and the NBA that-
0: does it, man. That's crazy.
4: The who's the, the Bradshaw, I don't see any way he's a first-rounder. No, no,
1: no, not at all.
4: Yeah, I think a dude's better
0: than him. That's saying something.
1: Well, he's playing right now. Does, uh, yeah, a walk has been playing good.
0: Well, it's because they put him well, and Adu in at the same time. That's working out very well for us. Yeah. Look at the gap that we have created in scoring margin when those two are on the floor together. And it's so weird because that's a type of basketball we don't normally see anymore. You don't really have two bigs on the floor at the same time anymore. But when we do it, I mean, it's worked out both times we've done it.
4: Rick Barnes used to do that at Texas back in the day. He used to play two bigs at the same time. But mostly here he's played more four guards, hasn't he, since he's been here?
0: Pretty much. I mean, and I think he's trying to evolve with the game. But, I mean, I'm willing to go back to old school basketball. If it means we're going to still put up points – and we're going to be able to dominate like we did on Saturday in the second half, I'm all for it. Yeah. I, I don't care how flashy it is or how not flashy it is. I just want to see us win. I want to see us go 4-0 in our last four and win the SEC regular season title. That's all I want right now. And then you're going to have me talk about how I want to make a Final Four.
4: Well, we this is they got to do it this year. Of course, if we don't do this it, year, it's never going to happen.
0: That's kind of the mindset I'm of it. I am. Um, we got an elite player.
4: Uh, we got a pretty good point guard. Uh, we just got to hope that Frick, Triple J and Viscogi don't fold like a cheap tent.
0: That's uh, that's the thing. Is I think who wasn't had the stat. I think it came from Jordan Moore, Marcus. You read it off earlier. We're seventeen and one when Josiah Jordan James scores eight points or more. The only loss coming to North Carolina. Carolina.
1: Yeah, he's got to be able really? to win wow. a game. <laughs> gotta expect that.
4: You we know, do so many shows with the, that Jordan Moore on. He's more knowledgeable than ninety percent of the people that's on there. You know. Yeah,
0: the only ten percent that is is me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, My God. Well,
4: every way that you know, it's not the view. See you.
2: Appreciate the phone call, Philly. Oh, Philly. I wonder what Jordan Moore thinks about a, a friend of ours down at Texas, around Southern Methodist. I wonder what he thinks. Oh, BJ Edwards. Well, you don't have to hit the nail on the head there. Well, was... no, you're. I'm what? Say it.
1: Nothing. I got nothing to say. All
2: right. Y'all done?
1: Yeah. If we argue about BJ we got problems. Yeah, yeah. That's a real concern. We should both the... be on the same
0: page with that one. I mean, he's just not performing. He's just not. That's all you can say about it. He's I
2: people want to have certain expectations of who he is and he is clear at what who he is
0: that he is that he is there's nothing you can do about that we're not going to waste any more time on that than what we already have stay with us mark the tape with Marcus Young presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer coming up next right here on Fan Run Radio the superbly versatile all electric Back here on the G.I. Jake Show, right here on Fan Run Radio, it is time to mark the tape of Marcus Young, presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Marcus! Hi, Jake. Hey! It's been a while. It has. It's been a while. it been a while!
2: Uh, so, obviously, it was mentioned uh, a little bit before the uh, top of the hour break, but I'm wanting to go in on uh, Kyle Filipowski and the Duke uh, Blue Devils. Let's go. If you truly believe that court storming is bad or that it's a problem Mm -hmm. stop watching basketball. Yes. It's not for you. Nope. Because there's no other joy than seeing a team that doesn't have the belief of the country, have the belief of anyone but themselves going into somebody's or you know, being having them come to you and say, "You know what? We're going to take you down." It's not easy to take down the Blue Devils, despite the fact that they are not the same Blue Devils of old. If you're not capable of missing human beings, this has been happening for how long? Years, just years and years and years. Decades, dude. How many times has this become an issue of someone getting hurt? Rare. I'm not one to say this often about things. Truly, I don't say this often. This it is it's just soft. It is what it is. Yeah. First of all, we'll we'll get into the, the overhead f- like shot of Philipowski. But let's just be honest. If you can't handle a bunch of college students having a blast storm in that court because they've done something that they don't get to do often you're just soft man you're soft you've allowed the 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 dookie ways get into your your soul
0: well and think about this man what about when Jermaine Burton struck a fan nobody said anything about that what about when LeGarrette Blunt tried to strike a fan he at suspended? Boise State he got kicked off the team for yeah, that I did. but nothing happened to Jermaine Burton nobody ever brings that up the only thing that's getting brought up is what happened to Caitlin Clark and Kyle Filipowski, in which both of those players initiated the contact.
2: No, but they were on Jermaine Burton's side, too, just like they are now. Mm-hmm. Like, they were on his side saying that he was in danger.
0: He was not in danger. He reached out and did
2: I, that. I'm just saying that that's what the narrative to is. To a defenseless female. You so, want that on your NFL roster? So, well, he's not good enough to be on the NFL. Uh, here, Here's the thing. We'll We'll go over the overhead. People have seen it now, I'm sure, if you haven't. You can find it easily on Twitter. He kicks his leg out. Whatever the Wake Forest player, uh, fan said to him, whatever. He he obviously was trying to talk trash. Kyle said that they weren't focused on him trying to walk off the court. Sir, you put your leg out. You're a large human being. Large human beings don't need to take big steps to make movement. You, you can walk very slow around that. You took your step out, you hurt yourself, that's your fault. He said he felt like it was personal. No one cares about you, man. <laughs> you're not Christian Lautner, or Christian Lautner. Leitner. Leitner, I was thinking of the actor, Taylor Lautner. You're not Christian Leitner. You're, you're not him. He, he Whether you like him or hate him, he was probably the best blue, uh, du, Duke Blue Devil that there's ever been.
0: I'd say Grant Hill above him.
2: Those shots that Christian put, man. Doesn't matter because Cooper Flagg is going to be better than both of them. Well, we'll find out. But you're not Christian. You want to be. You, you think you're him. You're not. No. You're going to go down as just another guy that played at Duke who goes mm-hmm. to the NFL and, and does nothing. NBA. I, I'm my, you're minus, struggling this morning. Yeah, man. I'm struggling. I'll be real. Um, but yeah, and then I also want to point out our good friend, John Curry, who is at Wake Forest had a comment. I'm not going to read his whole statement, but he did say that he, uh, that the head coach and he are in complete agreement that something must be done about the national phenomenon of court and field storming. And Wake Forest looks to be a part of the conversation.
0: How about shut up?
2: It's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. You need to look at your conference because they're the only ones that don't institute a fine for court storming or field
0: storming. They're the only conference that does that. Yeah, they're literally the only conference that does not institute a fine if there is a court or a field storming. Fines aren't going to stop them. Fines aren't going to stop them. Schools are happy to pay that.
2: It shouldn't stop them.
0: Just
2: yeah. Enjoy it. It's a it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. When was the last time Tennessee? stormed a field or a court. Alabama. Alabama. Before that.
0: It would have been uh, Florida, Florida 2006 in basketball when they were number two and they came up here and we beat them. Like, there was literally a 16-year gap.
2: There, There's a long period of time that it happens.
1: Any, anytime Duke goes on the road, besides if they play North Carolina, they should anticipate if you're going to get beat, there's going to be a court storming.
2: Uh, it depends on the – like you said, like North Carolina, but there's also other schools I would say probably will Any
1: school it. in ACC minus North Carolina is going to storm the court
0: against Duke. I mean – On the road.
2: Well, what did I say earlier? What's the easiest way to avoid all this? Road,
1: home. I mean, not home, but I mean, if you're not named North Carolina, you beat Duke on the road, you're storming the court.
0: Win the game. Yeah, win the game. And if you know there's going to be a court storming, get your players off the damn floor, get them to the tunnel, sub in five walk ons, and then have them dribble out the clock, go to the corner, and bolt for that tunnel. Shake hands with the coach with five seconds left. Say, good game, coach. We'll see you later. You get everybody off the floor. That's were, a way you can back other that.
1: players that were – the students were running right by him Yeah. You know, there was five other guys on the floor. They all seemed
0: at, to get hurt. Well, the thing is, is Fal, Filipowski was at midcourt.
1: That kid's more likely to get hurt if he tries to run over Filipowski and bounce right off him. He's six 6'10", 280 pounds. Yeah. That kid was tiny.
2: <laughs> well, it's because he stuck his leg out.
1: Well, I know, but I'm just saying – I mean, the kid, if he wanted to run him over, he would have ran him over. He didn't even make – he ran a straight
2: line. No one no one in court storming or field storming ever beelines for players in that sense. No. They're looking for their, their players to celebrate with them. I have never seen anyone purposely go and, like, taunt the other team. They might say something while they go past them, but they're looking for their players to celebrate.
0: Can we stop treating this like it's grown men running over sixth graders? These are college athletes, and some are about to be professional athletes. They're built a lot more athletic, a lot more durable, a lot stronger than the common fan who's storming the court.
2: I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I'm in agreement with Zach Edey. Zach Edey said there's nothing wrong with it as long as it's done safely, and for the most part, it is. I'd say it's a 98% time it is safe. It's that, that 2%. That gets blown out of proportion. In which the player initiates contact. Always. So no, if you want to get rid of Storm Gordon, if you wanna get rid of the Storm in the Field, just don't watch sports. It's not for you. You don't enjoy upsets. You don't enjoy the the, the pure adrenaline rush that something like that provides you. You don't belong. Get out of here. Go home. Take your ball and go home. We don't want you. Also, I just want to point out real quick on another side note, sure. maybe a hot take: mm-hmm. Jimmy deserved the suspension. Jimmy Butler deserved the suspension. He did, yeah. Because if you watch back, Marshall did choke him out, but he put his hand on his th- his throat first.
1: It's just one game. Who cares? I mean- he
2: he he blew it out of proportion too. Marshall came by to move guys out of the way for for Zion. It Jimmy, wasn't even that Jimmy bad. Gets, it wasn't Jimmy even gets that heated. bad. I
1: don't even know why that guy ran over the way he did. Uh, Zion got
2: lightly caught by Kevin Love. He got the wind knocked out of him more than anything. Oh but basketball God. Brad he, is he got chimed right in. Up.
0: Basketball Brad says, LeBron is probably a one-star and Marcus is a three-star, referring to our comments about the University of Miami earlier today.
2: LeBron's a one-star and I'm a three? Yeah. I'll take that. So, the, you know, Basketball Brad, I got a five-star heart. Oh, God. Got a five-star heart leading lead Miami back.
0: And now, all break of a sudden, break. Marcus is committed to Arkansas State. Yeah.
2: No, I'm still with Miami. Going to make it happen. Going to play play quarterback and linebacker for the U. Just wait until uh, NCAA comes out. T- take everyone down.
0: So, so, since we have the create team coming in the new NCAA football game, are we going to make a fan-run roster?
2: And include some of the listeners and the callers? Uh... Well, some of them probably—we'd have to be honest. Some of them we have to give them low injury stats because they might be too brittle to be out there. So we have to be realistic.
0: Oh, Philly's going to be my middle linebacker.
2: He's going to have to have a low. He's going to be six injury. foot nine, weigh three hundred sixty-nine pounds. Oh, so we're 69? just going to make things up then. We're just going to make things up. Fine, I want Jack to be a seven-foot quarterback. That's what I want then. I'm going to be your
0: quarterback, don't worry. I'm the only one here that's played quarterback. I was receiver in middle school. There we go. I can
2: do that.
0: You just be ready. Right. you'll be my running back. I run the halfback, Will, quite a bit.
1: I ain't playing running back.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We We don't run the ball.
1: I'll be clutch, the kicker.
2: We don't run Actually, the ball. That, that makes sense. I'm a soccer player. We don't run the ball on this team? I'm choosing a different team then. I'm all run.
3: you transferring?
2: <laughs> yeah, I might have, yeah, I might have to transfer if, you're gonna, if we're not going to run the ball.
0: Okay. We'll make that. We'll make a state run team as well.
2: well I'm not on state run. I'll, I'll just be, I'll be independent. Quarterback by I'll, I'll West Rucker. I'll be Notre Dame. <laughs> I'll be like Notre Dame. I'll be an independent. One man team. I'll recruit nil for for Jack. Just put yourself on
1: the portal, to see who offers you. Take the best deal, whether it's put from an Ivy. Put myself on the portal. Yeah, just put yourself out. See if any what your highest offer would be. On NCAA. Yeah, see if you can get an Ivy League offer.
2: I'll go to Notre Dame. I'll be independent. Notre Dame will take me. If I have to leave Miami to jo- you know leave the convicts to join the Catholic boys, I, you know, I'll do what I have to do. Golly. Yeah, you know, I, look. I, go, uh, I'm go not afraid. What?
1: Transfer to the EA Sports College Basketball when it comes out, and go play with BJ at SMU.
2: <laughs> get more
0: points. My average? Him.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say. Or go play with
0: Tom. <laughs> Tom? No, not that one. Uh, play the other one. Oh, this one. Tom? Yes.
2: Oh.
0: And starting at middle linebacker oh. for the Fan Run Radio. I haven't picked a nickname yet. Phil. Every time he makes an impact hit, Tom will sound.
1: Do you think Philly no. was talking? He, is he really thinking Pearl's going to come in here and win on Wednesday?
2: Yeah, he does. That was what I was getting. He loves Pearl. If you asked that, him right now, he wants if to you it him, in our face if they win on If you, you asked him right now, like, yeah. if you could take Bruce Pearl in this moment, would you? And he would say yes, 10 out of 10 times. Despite the fact that we are ranked higher than him.
0: This is the first time I've ever said this. I would not take him right now. I'm happy with what we got. Yeah, I am too. And when's the last time you heard me say that?
2: Uh, it's been a minute. Probably since we first hired him. That'd be about it. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a minute since I I've said know. that. I, I'm happy with what we have. and, and I'm. You know, I look. Bruce Pearl can have fun down at Auburn, but he's not gonna do much with it. Sure, he's got a final four appearance. Good for him. But what's he done since? He ain't done nothing since. And he won't do anything.
0: Got a couple SEC titles.
2: He's not winning anything anytime soon. No. He'll be an early out. I think uh furthest Auburn goes this year, furthest they can go is sweet sixteen.
0: Well that year that they had Chumo Kiki, they should have won they probably could have won a national championship. They got I mean caught like this. Auburn got screwed that year that was a really bad call
2: shame how it works
0: and kyle god just goes to the foul line hits his free throws and that's all she wrote it is what it is there's nothing you can do about it got any more hot takes um about the combine trying to think oh combine
2: yeah i forgot that's this week um i don't think it really matters whether the quarterbacks decide to throw or not and okay williams said he's not gonna throw i don't think it really matters He's still going to be a top Why 10 Why do they decide
1: not to throw at the Combine but at Pro Day is what I don't understand.
2: I think it's more of a controlled environment. I think it allows them to feel more in control um, rather than doing what the Combine wants you to do.
0: So they want to throw
2: to guys that they know.
0: They won't throw to Are guys they, that they don't know. But when you get to the NFL, you're going to be throwing to a bunch of guys they that think, you don't it's know. It's
2: just about making yourself look good. That's all it is. Is it, it, it about
1: is. the throwing or is it about the interviews? Uh, like You do in interviews of both, a, though. But at pro day, you don't have to answer questions, right? To teams, they don't sit you down in an environment like that. Oh, though. I guess
2: yeah, maybe. But you still do those interviews at the combine. By the way, aren't they? What is the new Wonderlook test called? I don't know. Are you gonna make us take it?
0: We're gonna do what, the Wonderlook uh, test.
1: Well, Joe's gonna be there throwing. We know that. Well, how do you guys to. feel about? What do you mean he has to? Nobody has that, to.
2: Well, his. He's got to prove that he can be somewhat accurate. Like, that's his biggest knock right now. Is Well,
1: don't you think – I mean, surely you, don't, you do you think he can be accurate just throwing with no pressure?
2: Yeah. Yeah, he, he's, he's going to try to make himself look better than what he did at the senior bowl.
1: I think they were talking about it on the morning show today, but they were saying how, you know, Drake May might get the Will Levis kind of treatment, like the way they've been talking about Drake May. He had that video yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw it. He threw it 83 yards and hit the crossbar of the field goal. Do you see that video?
0: <laughs> no, no, I don't really care to go back and look at it either.
2: <laughs> uh, Drake May will still get drafted high. There's too many guys who need a quarterback in the top group there. So,
1: I mean, he hasn't said where the, whether he's throwing or not yet.
2: I don't know. I, I know. I, look, it, look. All right, here's 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 a hot take about the combine. It's pointless. It's unnecessary. It means nothing. I said this last year. I'll say it again this year. It does not matter the quote-unquote intangibles. It does not matter whether they fit the certain mold of a quarterback or a certain mold of a running back. It means nothing. What I, yeah, you do on the field is the only thing that matters. So you can say, well, he's a prototype quarterback for the NFL. He's got a strong arm. He's He understands the presence of a pocket. Like You see how he talks to his team. I don't care. Show me what you do on the field. If you can't. I don't care how high you jump. I don't care how many reps you can put. I don't care if you can run around a cone. I don't care. None of that matters. None of it matters. Mm -hmm. All that matters is can you go out on the field and win? you can't do that, then how can I trust you to get anything done? I agree. You can be, look, the fastest guy at the Combine uh, a few years ago, Ross, who got drafted by the the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah, had the fastest time. Yeah. Got higher drafted because of that that forty time. Yeah, what has he done? What did he do? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. It means nothing. All it proves is that you you got a guy who's a little faster than someone else. But if he can't catch the ball, what does it matter? It means nothing. So, combines are pointless. If I were a college prospect, I wouldn't even go to the combine. Wow. Do, you want to do pro day? Sure, whatever. Don't go. What's the point? So you can jump for them. So you, it just it it's just it it's so pointless. The combine is ridiculous.
1: Well, I think pro day is too. Then.
2: Well, that's that's you know whatever you want to say. To me, all that I matters know, you know, is in interviewing.
1: Pro day, you set up. You can set up your own routes. You can throw to your guys because a lot of times, Well, turns- to
2: me, all that matters is the interview. Like have yeah. an interview. Show them your personality. Talk about how you want to win, all that stuff. But other than that, it's pointless. And I really don't think that you could l- truly learn anything about the combine. I, 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 it's it's worthless.
0: Very interesting takes there, Marcus. That is Mark the Tape with Marcus Young presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Might not have needed one to get through that because that was actually a really good Mark the Tape. You could have sat down and I enjoyed one. I struggled a little bit. Eh, a little bit. It, I I haven't done one since Wednesday. It's, but you didn't need a White Claw hard seltzer for that one, though, Marcus. I thought you did a very fantastic
2: job. You don't need job. it, but you'll want it. Exactly.
0: Must be 21 and older. Please drink responsibly. Stay with us. Final segment of the program, the GI Jake Show betting tracker, coming up next right here on Fan Run Radio.
1: Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest.
0: Final segment of the program. It is time to fill out the G.I. Jake show betting tracker. Presented by SM Athletics. The current standings, Jake Miller, the G.I. Jake, 42-32-1. and one. Brett, at Brett Hollander, 34-38-2. and two. Marcus, we don't know. A lot of parlays in there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, parlay's I'll in be honest with you. Intern Jack, you have two on me right now. Let's go. You got two on me. Let's kick it off with Brett's Bad Beats. Brett!
1: Uh, just to let you all know, I went 5-0 on Friday. That you did. So that was pretty awesome. All-NBA, too. That's kind of sometimes hard to do. I went 4-1 uh, on
0: Friday. Well, then you did good, too. Yeah. It was a good day for us.
1: Uh, I've got, let's see, I'll start with the NBA. I've got Raptors plus 6.5 at the Pacers. Uh, Grizzlies plus 2 at home versus the Nets. I'm going to go with y- your Heat plus 7.5 at the Kings. Yeah. Uh, also going to go with Miami, the college team. They're getting 14 at UNC. The last time they played, they lost by three. Uh, 14's a lot. Carolina's not been great. Um, and then I'm going to go Baylor, uh, plus two and a half at TCU. Those are my five.
0: Marcus, are we getting – I'm feeling a little eight-legged tentacle type thing on my back right now. Are
2: we getting it today? I've been gone for a while, and I thought – You know maybe I'll continue my little short break of looking at online bets but you know what I thought I should participate we're gonna go simple okay eight legs um so we're going hockey Uh, going straight money line for some teams I think are gonna win this and I picked one goal score for each game so I've got Seattle taking down Boston Seattle's already beaten Boston once already this year and they're at home I think it's gonna happen again and Jared McCann is going to score for them. Their leading goal scorer. Edmonton Oilers, they're still probably one of the better teams in the league. I think they are going to win their game versus the Kings at home. Leon Dreisaitl is going to score for them, one of their top goal scorers. The Dallas Stars favorites are going to win their game against the New York Islanders. Jason Robertson, another guy who's a top goal scorer for them, will, will score. And the Washington Capitals will take down Ottawa Senators. With a Alex Ovechkin goal. Now, you might be saying, you've taken all the home teams. Yeah, I did. But two of those home teams are still underdogs. So we got two underdogs, two favorites, and some uh, goal scoring all around.
0: Don't hate it.
3: Jack. All right, all right, all right. I got Hacer's six-point spread against the Raptors going against Brett. Um, Got Grizzlies' money line against the Nets. I feel like they've just been feisty lately even though yeah. they got a g-league team it seems like mm-hmm. um they just they they get some wins i got pistons covering an 11 point spread and uh alec burks and bojan bogdanovich who were pistons going over on their points alec burks eight and a half and bogdanovich 14 and a half
0: all right i'm we'll gonna do a same game parlay plus here all these are nba to score 20 plus ten dollars to win 91.38, total payout of 101.38 if you use the profit boost. Tyrese Halliburton, RJ Barrett, Cade Cunningham, Jaron Jackson Jr., and De'Aaron Fox all score 20. Like that? I felt like that wasn't a bad little, little parlay I put together there. Because I don't know if y'all noticed what I did there. A couple of these, you know, your Tyrese Halliburton, your Jaron Jackson, De'Aaron Fox, those are at minus 200 or shorter odds. Right? Yeah. You start putting a bunch of those together, you can start making some money, especially if you are really, really confident that they're going to get to 20. So I like those pretty well. That is the GI Jake Show betting tracker presented by SM Athletics. We want to thank you all who came out to support us last week and helped basically clear the entire store out. The entire retail front has been cleared out. Thank you all so much for taking advantage of the sale that we ran last week. Now... What you need to do, some of y'all that came in, you've seen what we can do. All right. If your team needs uniforms, your business needs some shirts made, some polos, some jackets. Summertime's coming around, you're gonna want some t shirts for your guys to wear around. Especially you got some of those warehouse guys. You don't wanna be wearing a button down, button down shirt. No need to wear an Oxford shirt if you're running around in the warehouse. We got some good, good athletic material shirts, a really good price down there. Top-notch quality, top-notch customization, and as always, great customer service. smathletics.com. Check them out on Facebook at Smathletics and Logo Solutions to see some of the work that we have done. Rounding out the show, did anyone see anything bizarre this weekend?
2: Like in the real world? In the real world. Um... Not really. Not that I can think of. Mm. Everything felt pretty pretty tame, actually, for me. Which is usually very weird. Because especially if I'm at work, weird things happen at work.
3: I saw a baby at the A&M Tennessee game. I'm so sorry. Like a newborn baby. You okay? It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> <I mean. laughs> baby in the real world. <laughs>
2: those things are scary
3: it was wild
0: Uh, better than dr volsphere i guess did you see something weird this weekend i saw a weird story oh okay so apple is warning customers to stop putting their iphones in bags of rice when the devices get wet putting wet electronics in bags of rice to absorb the moisture has long been a common diy practice but the iPhone manufacturer updated the guidance on its support page to specifically warn customers against it. it. Says, "quote Don't put your iPhone in a bag of rice. Doing so could allow small small particles of rice to damage your phone." Apple also warned against using cans of air compressed or compressed air or external heat sources to dry out devices. Company said wet iPhones should instead be wiped dry. And allowed to air dry until naturally all of the moisture has evaporated. Phones should not be plugged into chargers while they're until they are completely dry, but wireless charging remains safe. Nathan, I'm not going to say this last name because I could get accused of saying something really, really bad that would get me canceled.
2: That football player. Hmm. That football player. Yeah, but with an R. Hmm. Okay.
0: Go ahead. And it starts. Uh, and it starts with an
2: R. Let's go with this, the rest of the story instead. Spokesperson for Samsung
0: Australia offered similar advice for owners of Samsung phones. I wouldn't recommend putting in a wet phone in dry rice either. If you drop your phone in water, it's in your pocket, you go into the pool, what's the first thing that comes to mind?
2: Rice. Rice.
3: What are we supposed to do now?
2: Supposed to just let it air dry, apparently.
3: That's lame.
2: Every time, like the slightest bit of moisture that gets into your like charging port mm-hmm. and my like my phone will be like sorry we detect water you can't charge it i'm like you were in my pocket i walked from a door to my car and it was slightly drizzling how is that my fault might be a lot of sweat no no, no. It was, it's from rain <laughs> it's from rain oh my goodness I'm not, a, I'm not a heavy sweater believe it or not Buddy,
0: there's a reason I wear very few heather gray shirts.
2: It doesn't... I'm very fortunate in that sense. Unless I wear, like, an overshirt, then the undershirt will then, obviously, be, you know, compromised, but...
0: I'll tell you what. The, uh... It's a funny story. The first time I met my old lady's parents. She told me where to park. I didn't feel like dealing with it. So, I parked at the State Street Garage... And walked past Neyland in a like crew neck well I didn't take into account how hot it was going to be midday I smelled like a goat and I was soaked in sweat my hair was all messed up smelling like a goat I felt like why do you smell like a goat when you sweat I, I mean, don't that's know no question I don't know Marcus I feel you
2: know. I was raised around goats I don't know that no no no, no, no. that's not an explanation. Jack was raised around, you know, NBA all stars. The you, finest. You think he the Middle Tennessee like- has to offer.
3: Is it because you are a goat? Hey, don't,
2: hey,
3: don't suck up. Hey, I'm an intern. What I got? I got to.
2: Yeah, it's in the job. Well, you're my intern, though. You should be doing that with me. Smell like a goat because I am the goat. How about that,
3: Marcus? You smell like a goat.
2: I hope not. Oh, you want me to say yes i do jack oh, yeah yeah
3: because you're a goat
2: thanks man
3: right
2: does Brett just look like one of these people that never sweats
1: oh <laughs> yeah no <laughs> oh. i i i you know, i definitely sweat i'm yes yeah, <laughs> do you remember
2: that uh what was it that british prince or whatever whatever he was he said that he had no sweat glands do you remember that whole thing that was going on you remember what kim jong-un said too no i don't Speak Said that he doesn't him. defecate. Uh, maybe he doesn't. Have you seen him do it? No.
0: Uh, okay, that, that, we've taken it too far Have you at this point. the interview?
3: Point. What's that? Have you watched the interview?
0: I don't want to watch the interview. It's a good in movie. other words, a Kentucky man who spent three months thinking he had thrown away a Powerball ticket worth $50,000 came across it by chance in a company car. Mark Purdue told Kentucky lottery officials he had bought the ticket on October 30th and did it at the AM Express in Bowling Green. About a week later, I go to the store to buy a Diet Mountain Dew, and the the owner tells me, congratulations, Purdue recalled. I said, for what? And she said, you won the lottery. I said, I wish. She said, you did. I have you on video. Purdue said he and his wife searched high and low for the ticket but started to fear it may have been thrown in the trash. I've been beating myself up over it for three months thinking I threw this ticket away. I did throw a ticket away, but it was an older ticket. Then I convinced myself maybe it was the ticket. Purdue, who works as the president of Kiryu USA, said he was hosting a visitor from another plant earlier this week and went out to check on the condition of the company car for a visitor to use. Said he looked down and he saw it. He claimed his $50,000. Well, good for him. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't
2: that be nice?
0: If all of a sudden...
2: To win money? Yeah, I tried to do yeah. it every day, but haven't done very well with it
0: no no i've i've won some i've not won a lot well, that's just the way she goes in life though boys that's gonna do it for us sometimes you win some sometimes you smell like a goat thank you marcus thank you thank you jack Thanks, Jake. thank you brett thank you buddy the herd with colin Calherd. coming up next right here on fan run radio
3: who realized